Welcome everyone to another episode of the Recycle Corn Podcast, a podcast about nothing and everything. I am your host Ben De Leon, and joining me today is me. I'm, you know, summer's is almost over, and it's about that time where teachers and faculty start making their way back to school to start planning their year. And because he actually counts as faculty. Scuba is at his job right now preparing for this new year. His job is important, and importantly, um, most importantly, is he loves it. So I'm glad he can get back to doing something he loves. Um, In the meantime, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing here. Um, Now, we were supposed to record an episode earlier in the week, but things happen as things tend to do. And right now, this podcast is just a hobby for us. Uh, We don't really get paid to do this it's more of a passion project it's a labor of love definitely and um i actually did have someone scheduled to come by today at noon but they had to reschedule and because i do love doing this and because i love our listeners i decided to hop on this by myself and do another solo pod rather than trying to book someone last minute before my guest was supposed to show up i was doing some reorganizing of my podcast space i was getting rid of some Things I've been holding on to for God knows why. I was either thinking I might need it later. It was this kind of hoarder's mentality that I've been dealing with since I was a kid. So I've been watching these videos that, you know, how to declutter your surroundings. And um, the woman's name is Marie Kondo. And uh, what she does is basically she'll come into your space, uh, tell you you've been living like a garbage collector. And I mean, but she's really nice about it, you know, and. She teaches you how to minimize your home to maximize its comfort. So, of course, this is an extreme oversimplification of what she does, but it's really cool how she goes step by step and helping you find what level of organization is right for you. It's called the Marie Kondo method, and it's a systematic cleaning technique that requires you to break down the process into five simple steps. Um, I won't go into that right now. If you're interested, you can look that up yourself. You know, that's Google's a fantastic tool and I don't want to take that away from you. So, uh, but one of the cool things that she has you do is before you throw away an item, you take a moment to appreciate what the item was used for, but you need to be realistic. I mean, for example, my grandparents were immigrants and being immigrants, they had that immigrant mentality where you just didn't throw things away because you never knew you never know when you get a new one and you didn't know if you'd have the money to buy it again you developed a scarcity mentality that made it really difficult to let things go that's why if you ever went to my granddad's house you'd see a ton of tools and tons of crap all over the place so much so that it was hard to walk into the house because there was crap everywhere because he always said that the tools were good and even the tools that were broken could be fixed with the tools that weren't broken And all of these can be used to build or even just maintain a home. And no matter what, we just couldn't convince them of downsizing. My parents are also like this, but not to the degree my grandparents were. And it seems that I'm a bit like that too, because I just threw boxes of old crap away that I didn't need that I was holding on to. Old magazines or report cards from when I was a kid. I mean, who really... Yeah, I mean, does anyone really care about what I got into in social studies? I mean, it's so dumb. I mean, okay, well, let me ask you all this. Did any of you who grew up in Mexican slash Hispanic households throw away any kind of container 
like ever. I mean, we never had Tupperware, but what we did have was country crock containers, Cool Whip containers. And when you open it up, was it ever country crock or Cool Whip? No, there were leftovers in there. And if you wanted some butter for your toast, you had to go searching through like three or four containers before you found the one that actually had any butter in it. And most of the time, there was barely any left in there. Maybe there were some around the corners tucked away where you can't really get to it. But it was hardly, you would hardly ever find a full tub of butter. So yeah, so I kind of developed that mentality too. But not about those containers. It was all about like electrical cords for me. So I didn't throw away shit when it came to cables. There have been times when it's like paid off, like when someone needed a power cord for a computer or something or some odd adapter that I just happened to have, you know, the same, you know, five volt, six amp or whatever, something. Uh, so yeah, I saved the day. So like, who's the dumb hoarder now? Still me, but whatever. Don't be so smug about it. But anyway, back to the condo method. So what I did, I, I went through my things with the mentality that if I haven't used it in a year, then it was gone. So I threw away tons of crap, and honestly, my game room has never felt so open. That's why during the last episode, Scuba commented on how different the place feels and looks. And things do feel so much better in here, and I'm still working on it. It takes time to go through the things that I've, you know, hoarded over time, you know, collect. I don't want to say hoarded because I don't have that many things. This is it's a big exaggeration, whatever, but I'm just trying to be dramatic. Um, so it takes time to go through things and decide what's going on and, and what's staying. And this isn't something I could accomplish in a day. I, you know, I mean, maybe you can, but I put a lot of thought into what I was doing because a lot of these things had really good memories attached to them. Stuff from when I was single, stuff from when I was a kid. I threw away some of my martial arts trophies, some of my army things. But again, if I haven't used it in a year or if it doesn't bring me some kind of joy, then I take the time to appreciate it for what it was and what it did for me. And it's time, but it was time to let it go. Now, there are some things that I took down from the walls that I'm holding on to. Not because I plan on hoarding them all over again, but because I'm either going to sell them or give them away as gifts. Like, I already gave away my poster of Heath Ledger's Joker. It was a really nice poster. Um, wood is really nice. But um, I, I have a really nice poster of Arnold Schwarzenegger as a Terminator that's going next. But I want to make sure that these things that brought me so much joy have a chance to live another life with someone uh, who will appreciate them and hopefully it'll bring them the same joy that they brought me. So that's why I'm giving these things away to my friends. Now, I'm not trying to say I'm a good person for doing this. I know I'm an asshole and I've been an asshole for a while now. I embrace that about myself. But when I look at myself when I was a kid and look at the things that I've been able to accomplish through my lifetime, I do feel a sense of gratitude for everything I've been able to experience. From the highs to the lows, it's, it's all a lesson. I mean, y'all may not understand it, but I do. And that's, you know, all that matters. But speaking of things that matter to me, like I said, in the last episode, my stepdaughter, Sandra, or my stepdaughter, Sandra's daughter, should I say, Monet, gave birth to a beautiful baby girl earlier in the month. Your boy's a granddad again, and it's freaking weird because i don't feel that old mentally but like physically i'm like pretty much ancient i mean why do things gotta hurt so much but you know i look at my 
my little spud and I see the way Monet is handling being a mom. And I'm just in awe of what females are capable of. I mean, this little girl who I held in my arms, who's really not so little anymore. She created this whole other little girl inside of her body. Like she created a whole human. Like, do you not see how freaking insane that is? Like how powerful are women, right? And she didn't have to be told how to do it. Her body just knew what to do. And the fact that she gave birth naturally, holy shit. You know, I know people have been asking for pictures of Evelyn and I want to, I do want to post some, but it's not really my choice as to whether or not to put her in the public space. So I'll leave that to the parents. Not that I'm not proud of her. I'm incredibly proud of her. But the way the younger generation views social media is way different than how my generation views it, at least in my circle of friends. So I don't want to come across like I'm trying to steal someone's clout or posting things for likes. That's that's not what I'm about, especially when it comes to family. I know there are people who always have something to say. And while I don't really care what the random asshole on the Internet thinks of me, my family didn't sign up for being in the public spotlight and i don't want them subject to the darkness that's on the web and y'all might be thinking he thinks he's way bigger than he actually is and while yes i may be delusional in thinking that this podcast could be huge if given the chance can somebody give us a chance um i don't want to make my family or friends who choose not to be in the public eye a target for trolls and online bullying because i've seen how bad it can get out there and one of the main things I've learned about trolls is they can barely stand themselves. So how do you like expect them to like like you or your content? A lot of time the hate isn't even really hate because if you confront them, they're just like, oh man, I didn't really mean that. I was just you know going through something and I want to get your attention and whatever. I mean, so basically what they're saying is that because they're having a shitty life, they try to justify treating strangers on the internet like crap. And it's just not cool. Uh, what I usually do in situations like that is, you know, I just block the person. I don't bother with them. I don't interact with them. I don't talk smack. I just block them. Now, I could go the high road and try to keep them on as a follower. But at the end of the day, it's not my responsibility to check in with you to make sure your life is as peachy as it can be. In the end, that responsibility is totally up to you. I can't change how you see or feel about yourself. All I can do is handle what's going on in my life, the stuff that affects me directly, and change what I can if needed. Now, I saw a friend deal with a troll totally differently. They got told something because they use a Mexican accent, in air quotes, Mexican accent, when imitating their uncle. And I guess it didn't sit right with someone because they posted this long rant about promoting stereotypes and whatnot. But little do they know that this uncle talks exactly like the freaking stereotype says he does. Because guess what? They're all freaking Mexican. And this fool, my friend, apologized to the person for it. I guess he was worried about being canceled or something. Now, see, this is where I had to have a little heart to heart with my friend. I told him, like, you are not responsible for this person's insanity. Just because that person posted the comment is just because they posted that comment you know, doesn't mean that there's anything to apologize for. It's like, your uncle really talks like that, right? He's like, well, well, yeah. Did you exaggerate anything about his accent at all? Well, 
Well, no. Well, then you have nothing to apologize for. Like I said, just because that person can't deal with how their life is going, how their shitty life is going, and they think it's okay to try to force their way of thinking on you, like, I, I guarantee that if you were trying to tell them how to live their life in accordance with how you want your life to go, they'd be the first to tell you to fuck right off. So why are you apologizing? Just stop. If you did something wrong, I'd be the first to tell you, own it, do the right thing, but you've done nothing wrong. So stop apologizing. You're making these people feel more and more empowered to keep doing the things that they're doing. And there's really no point to it. Like none. When it's really time for you to apologize for something you did or said that was wrong, make your words freaking count. Are you really sorry that you did that impression? Or are you just scared you're going to lose listeners or followers? Because if you're scared about losing followers, then you are part of the problem. When you give these people that kind of power, it becomes like a never-ending cycle for apologizing for things that you really shouldn't be sorry for. I mean, did you really apologize or do the impression? Do you feel bad about it? Because I would have said, well, this is how this person talks. I'm not exaggerating, so I'm just going to keep doing this impression because it's reality. And I can't change reality as much as I try. So stop apologizing. I don't know. Like I said, I, I was supposed to record with somebody, but, you know, things happen as things do. I don't hold it against anybody, but um, this one's going to be short. Uh, I think we're only going about 15 minutes this particular episode. But I hope you all are enjoying these solo podcasts because they're just one of those things that's a bit out of my comfort zone. And it's a challenge for me to get up here alone and just talk i mean with a guest or with scuba i have someone to banner with and bounce topics off of but being here on my own it's a little intimidating not gonna lie but i find the more i do it the easier it gets so one day i might actually put out some decent content but you know don't hold me to it so if you have any questions or comments for me about this episode or anything in general if you'd like to contact us here at the podcast you can send us an email at recycledcornpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to listen to our previous episodes, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever fine podcasts are found. But if you listen on Stitcher, then you need to find another place to listen since Stitcher is going away soon. If you want to, uh, if you want to, then Google the Recycled Corn Podcast. Look for the ear of corn with the headset on on the black background. That will be us. Oh, yeah, before I forget, I got a question about this a while back and I forgot to address it. The song in our opening is called Mannequins from the band Rez. That's spelled R-E-S-Z. They're longtime friends of mine from Corpus and they make awesome music. Check them out on iTunes or Google Play. Their latest album is so freaking sick. Just banger after banger of just badass rock music. I freaking love it. So I think, uh, I think... If you have that taste in music, if rock is something that you're into, then you should check them out. It'd definitely be worth it. Um, so that's like really pretty much everything that I have for you guys this week. Um, maybe next week we can get you know the cast in here and actually do uh, do the damn thing the right way. But you know we'll we'll see how things are going. You know with the beginning of the school year, it's always a little hectic and. 
you know, my uh, stepdaughter's birthday is coming up really quick. And uh, I know she's going to want to do things. She's turning 21, so she's finally able to uh, go out, even though she's got the baby. I mean, I think she's entitled to a little bit of time out to uh, enjoy her 21-ness. So, anyway, you all take care. Be good to each other. And uh, we'll catch you all on the next one. Peace.